You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? I'm Damon Hatfield, and this is your Gamescom 2021 edition of Gamescoop. Before we get to some new games, the Epic Game Store is also celebrating Gamescom 2021 with a dedicated hub for tons of the games featured. At the hub, you'll be able to wishlist your favorite titles to receive regular updates from Epic, and you can find it all at epicgames.com slash store slash events slash Gamescom, or just follow the in-store messaging, which sounds much simpler. All right, now joining me to help dig into the biggest and best out of Gamescom so far, please welcome Tina Amini, Sam Claiborne, and Kat Bailey. Uh, hello, What's up, V. Gates. Everybody? I'm sorry? I said hello, V. Gates. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's oh my gosh. German. Uh, this is not, we're not even in Germany. Uh, maybe next year. So there's lots, uh, we're gonna start talking about some of the, the big news drops uh, out of Gamescom, which there were a few. We're gonna talk about the game reveals that stuck out to us, both AAA and some of the indie games that look cool to us. And then, as I always like to do after a big show like this when we get a lot of release dates, we'll take a look at the upcoming video game release calendar because uh, there's been some movements, some things have been shifted around, and some new, some new entries have popped up on the big board. So let's begin with the, uh, the biggest, I think there's a, a duo of big news hits out of Gamescom. Halo Infinite got a release date. So did Horizon Forbidden West, but it was also a delay in mm -hmm. effect. So it's a delay date. Uh, Halo Infinite is finally coming December 8th. As promised. Well, as it's coming to, it's coming in 2021. Yes, it's under yeah. the wire, as right? As promised in December. Yeah. At but at what yeah. cost? <laughs> They're delaying the co -op campaign. Co-op campaign, co -op. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so delayed campaign, co-op, delayed forge. Mm -hmm. uh, and we still have not got an update on what the campaign 
looks like or is, right? Mm -hmm. um, they said it was kind of an open world, seamless kind of affair. Yeah. That's why they said that campaign co-op was delayed was because they had, it was much more difficult to implement co-op because it was such more of an open-ended affair, right? Mm -hmm. So they needed more time to work on it. It's much less linear. So that's, I think, a very important clue as to what to expect. Mm -hmm. Sure. I, I was just thinking about when it was sort of unveiled last year, uh, there was some disappointment. You know, a lot of people looked at it, myself included, were like, that doesn't really look like a next-gen game to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, like, they delayed the game, but then we came through E3 this year, no update on the campaign, and now there are big Gamescom uh, showing of it. Still no updates. Got a release date, but I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I should be excited for it yet. Mm -hmm. Tina, you reviewed Halo 5, right? I did, yeah, and I'm a long-standing Halo fan. So when I saw the E3 demonstration of some of the gameplay that a lot of people, like, admittedly didn't look next-gen in the way that we're expecting because we've just entered into this new console generation, so it's top of mind for everybody. Like, how can we bring Halo to the next level? What is that going to look like? How is that going to play? Mm -hmm. But as that long-standing Halo fan, honestly, I'm just sort of excited to jump back into the world and the same mechanics, the, the tried-and-true stuff. But... You know, to, to, their, uh, to their own struggles, everybody's struggles this year. I think a lot of the delays that people are experiencing or, you know, the development struggles are both because of this, this new sort of new genre for Halo, but also just working in the pandemic. Like, everybody's been impacted sure. by it, and I have to imagine some of that uh, has to do, some of these delays and, and uh, some of the, the pushes have to do with a little bit of uh, the struggles of work from home. Sure, sure, of course. Sam, I know you're a big Halo fan. How are you yeah. feeling about Infinite? So I actually got a little bit hyped by the trailer that was shown uh, mm -hmm. for, it was technically a multiplayer trailer. Sure. It's kind of setting up the kind of world of, uh, that the multiplayer is going to take place in. But what I really like about Halo is the universe. I love the universe building. And what this did was kind of show how long Spartans have been around. Because there's like a little kid that grows up to become uh, basically a Spartan training, a trainer. It's really, really cool to think like, oh, you, you know, there's generations of Spartans, and this game is about training a new generation of Spartans. That means you know we get new tech and everything. But I like that that's all fit into the history of Halo, and like it also makes me like really want to go back and be like, you know, uh, there's there's old school like kind of like retro crummy Spartans, and that's what they're showing here. <laughs> and then we're gonna see the new ones, and like I just I just I nerd out over that stuff, you know. Like some of the Spartans they show here, like that's what they looked like in in, in Halo. Combat Evolved, mm -hmm. you know? Sure. It's just, I, I love that, that it spans a history in the world. Yeah. So December 8th, hopefully no more delays for Halo. Uh, but as I mentioned, there was a delay for Horizon Forbidden West, uh, which we've suspected for a while now. There have been reports about that, but finally confirmed by uh, PlayStation. Uh, it's coming now, uh, February 18th, I want to say, 2022. That's my dad's birthday. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Hatfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last video game he probably played was Galaga. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he's planning to play Horizon Forbidden West or not. Well, let's no, know. They're very similar games. They're very, right. very similar. Yeah. Be able to just jump right in. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Were you, were you, since this had been rumored to be coming for long, was, this, was the delay a surprise to anyone? Not at all. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe in this sort of setting as an announcement, you know, because it was right. set up as like, here's an exciting announcement, which surely, you know, release dates and the anticipation around yeah. that stuff, of course, that's always exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I wasn't expecting that little bit of news coming in um, at ONL, but certainly expecting the delay just based on all the rumors that we've been reporting on, too. Sure, sure. It's a tough one for Sony because... Now that means that Death Stranding Director's Edition or Director's Cut is mm -hmm. the only 
one that's going to be their big exclusive for the fall, whereas Microsoft is going to have Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5. Exactly. And Halo Infinite, I think that having the free-to-play multiplayer right there is going to be a great shout for people to be able to play because, mm -hmm. like, whatever matters, it's that Halo Infinite's multiplayer still stands tall after 20 years, and people are going to be into it, you know? Mm -hmm. They can just jump right in and it's going to have healthy player counts and everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's a great one-two punch for the holiday season for Xbox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a strange situation. Like you said, uh, mm -hmm. two big exclusives uh, for Xbox and nothing for PlayStation. Now, in all fairness, PlayStation doesn't it's not typically... not nothing. There's good third-party games. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, right. you're right, you're right. Uh, nothing in terms of a first-party game. But out of that competitive yeah. console war thing, like, I imagine the pressure was so on to get out this sure. game out this yeah. fall. So, you know, on a positive note, like, having more time, doing it right, you know, uh, uh, giving the developers a chance to finish their vision at a, a pace that works for them, like, that's all really good. I just think, like, there's the side of me that's a fan that's just like, yeah, I'm not going to play a giant open-world game this fall with... Uh, Robot elephants in it, yeah. mastodons. Like that's that's a little disappointing. But you well, know, like, I can wait till Feb. Cyberpunk should have been delayed. Again, mm -hmm. exactly. It just wasn't ready. Yeah. But people are like, get it out, get it out. We want to mm -hmm. play it. And then it's like everybody's like, what's what's broken? This game's broken, not ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. And yeah. you know, I think ultimately there's a lot of implications wrapped up in these deals, often too, or you know, specific calendar, you know, release quarters that people want to get out into, revenue goals that they need to hit. So there's there's a lot to kind of consider when it comes to release dates, and that pressure is very real. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think ultimately at the end of the day, every gamer probably, uh, you know, speaking for myself at the very least, I'd much rather everybody take their time and, and do the due diligence to, mm -hmm. to see their vision realized, as you guys were just saying. Of course. And PlayStation doesn't typically, at least in recent years, the past generation, have a big holiday release. You know, God of War. Last of Us Part 2, Horizon, uh, Uncharted 4, they're all spring. spring. Really yeah, they do like to own that kind of window, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. games like Returnal, still very, very good and mm -hmm. should get a second win in the holiday mm -hmm. season. That's true. I yeah. don't think there's any reason that people are going to be like, less excited to buy PS5s this fall. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if, if, you know, in order to sell PS5s, generally think all exclusives are necessary. There are a few exclusives, and there's plenty of reasons to get a PS5, and people really want them, and they're really hard to get. So I don't think like, the, the arc of like, you know, getting PS5s is going to change. Unfortunately, it's going to be really difficult. To Surely that was it. There, you know, there's not enough PS5s out there. So yeah, let's just wait. We don't feel pressured to release on yeah. that, on that schedule yeah. anymore. Aren't you relieved if you don't have a PS5? <laughs> yeah, PS5, you your go. friends aren't going to yeah. be playing this game. Hold all the games. <laughs> it's mind-blowing to me view. I love it. that it's actually outpacing the sales mm -hmm. of the PS4, yeah. which is one of the best-selling consoles yeah. of all time. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's quite a track record to yeah. topple. Mm -hmm. It's just been a long time, I think, since Xbox had two big exclusives mm -hmm. and Sony didn't have something right. yeah. around the same time. Yeah, it seems like they're certainly going to own that part of the season. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, there is a, a, a PS5 patch out now for Horizon Zero Dawn, mm -hmm. uh, which I think makes a very good-looking game even better looking. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, right now playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, and I was recently playing the PS5 update for uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. Um, they just released one for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so I'm just, my point is, uh, it is like, nice to revisit these games that are a few years old now, mm -hmm. um, that are now getting PS5 updates, and, and some of them for Xbox Series X. Sam, I know you were a big fan of Horizon Zero Dawn. You, you finished it? You beat this one? Yeah, I finished it. I, I, I mean, I, I, it always gets compared to Breath of the Wild. So like, I'm in yeah. this like, tough situation where like, I had a, a life-changing experience with Breath of the Wild, and I wanted to finish Horizon. You know, like I got through it. But what I liked about Horizon that other games don't have is that it had these like kind of 
boss fighty um, areas with like dinosaurs you didn't have to kill. You didn't have to go out and kill all these robot dinosaurs, but like you could get to the point where like, I think I can take that one on now and then go up out there and do it. That's my favorite type of like risk reward exploration. Sure. And so I like that about it. So my question is, you've been revisiting Breath of the Wild recently. Yeah. Will you revisit Zero Dawn? I don't think I need to. I think I can wait and get the, the, the good experience with the, the new game. Sure. It's a big game, too. It's a very big game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I do love seeing how the PlayStation 5 uh, handles stuff. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it is cool to see the upgraded games, like God of War. Like, amazing. Yeah. It looked amazing. Yeah. So that's something I, sometimes I like to nerd out with a new TV and a new PS5. But <laughs> I, there's enough games, as you mentioned, to sure. see this one. Tina, Kat, any plans to revisit Zero Dawn? I don't think so, but I think that one thing that really stands out to me is maybe last generation they would have released an actual back packaged copy called Horizon Zero Dawn Remastered, mm -hmm. 60 FPS now. Like, and they're doing that certainly with Death Stranding Director's Cut, but I kind of love the you know, the new trend of just really drop the 60 FPS patch. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, it's like a new game. Yeah. This is incredible. Yeah, slightly quietly too. And watching the trailer of Death Stranding, or sorry, of Horizon Zero Dawn and 60 FPS. Oh my God, this game looks amazing. Yeah. It came out four years ago and mm -hmm. I, it looks as good as almost anything on the PS5. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's sort of to be expected too, since we're in this slightly in a transitional phase because not everybody has adopted the new consoles. So it makes sense that, you know, a lot of games are gonna get that reboot, the games that mm -hmm. can kind of sustain themselves and look as amazing as they can on, on PS5. Yes. I actually never finished uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So Same. this is perfect for Same. me. It's the perfect excuse to jump back in and feel like it's I'm playing a next-gen game. Yep. And I think that this once again shows how we have hit a plateau in terms of graphics. Whereas four years ago, that would have been like freaking ancient history in terms of graphics. And now you can be like, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, just bump up the FPS and holy cow, this looks amazing. <laughs> and meanwhile, standing side by side with these indie games that rely main, mainly on stylization or Breath of the Wild and that kind of thing. And it shows to me that more than ever, pure visual fidelity being at the top end matters less than we think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also elastic because because PCs, right? So Horizon mm -hmm. also, you know, came out in PC recently, so it has, you know, max settings on that. It's, you can see how develop and development has really come around to like, we have to make multiple versions of our game work in multiple places, and it, it just seems to be easier than ever to do that, to scale them. Are there any last-gen games that haven't gotten a patch yet? Are you waiting for it? And at this point, it feels like a lot of the big sure. ones have already mm -hmm. gotten there. We're getting GTA V in the holiday season, mm -hmm. so we're pretty much getting cut up. Skyrim? Yeah. Yet again. <laughs> Yet again. What's the status of Red Dead? Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to mention mm. that one. I don't think that one's got a uh, yeah. Yeah. next gen patch. They've mostly been GTA focused. Yeah. yeah. So that would be, I mean, that game is already one of the most beautiful games, right. one of the best experiences I've ever had playing a game in my life, and I would absolutely go back to that on a next gen mm -hmm. system. Yeah, for sure. I'm in the same boat as Tina. I, I did not ever finish uh, Horizon Zero Dawn the first time around, so I should probably go back and give it another chance, uh, especially with this patch out. It's just, like I said, there's all these other games I've gotten patches that I'm, I'm currently in progress of playing through. So. Have you been able to look and see if you can grab your save and, and bring it over? I haven't seen it. Uh, for sure what? For, for Zero Dawn? Yeah, grab the PS4 save mm. and then play it. Well, I mean, it's not a PS5 right? exclusive, yeah. so well, you should be able to with that. Yeah. yeah, plus it's been yeah. It's just a patch. Four right. years. Five years, four years since I played it, so yeah. I should probably just start. Just yeah, start that's where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I might just to catch myself back up, play from the yeah, start. Yeah, that should be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, li I do like using a guide to get back into a game sometimes. It's yeah. fun. 
Okay, we've got to take a quick break right now, but we'll be back with more GameScoop. And a little later on, Gamescom Studio continues with even more coverage, trailers, and reveals around some of the biggest games on the horizon. Stay tuned. Welcome back to this special episode of GameScoop. I like to think they're all special. Right here on Gamescom Studio Live, I'm Damon along with my friends Tina, Kat, and Sam, and we're ready to keep talking about the biggest gaming news of Gamescom, so let's do just that. Um, Saints Row, it's being rebooted. We knew it was happening. Uh, we got a, a, a nice long trailer, cinematic trailer, um, and then just a, the briefest little snippet of gameplay, but it's a full reboot, new city, new team of Saints. Uh, no, I don't think there are any re returning characters, but uh, we, it's uh, Ryan McCaffrey uh, got some eyes on the actual game, so I think they're dialing it back a little bit to Saints Row the Third, which is a game I really, really liked. Mm -hmm. And you know, we should expect open world, uh, urban uh, action adventure game. So definitely have something, you know, a frame of reference to expect. But I guess my question is, who is excited, if anyone? What do we think, Saints Row? It's just been a long time since there's yeah. been a Saints Row game that I was excited about. I'd like to be excited about this. That's a good way of putting it. I'd like to be excited about it, too. I mean, you know, obviously difficult to tell because this is like this, you know, over the t despite the fact that it's a reboot getting a little bit more grounded. Um, McCaffrey actually did say in his uh, preview that it's still an over-the-top arcade crime right. sandbox. Mm -hmm. So not, you know, a complete removal of a lot of what the franchise has become. But yeah, difficult to see uh, while you can see some of that nature, some of the crazy over-the-top nature with all the, you know, the cars spinning midair and crashing into things and everybody still surviving somewhat magically. Um, difficult to see between that to see what it's actually going to look like or play, yeah. um, play as. And to your point about characters, Damon, since you mentioned it, uh, McCaffrey did confirm that the you know characters that we're familiar with won't be there, but that there may be some Easter eggs. So yeah, there's going to be some, some sort of small like, cameos or something. Yeah, maybe uh, the other Saints games have already occurred in this world, and they're mm -hmm. they're, they're known or something, something like mm -hmm. that. References, yeah. that sort of thing. Inspiration I, to the crime the crime syndicate, essentially. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. sure. I'm positive on this one yeah. because it definitely made a good first impression to me. And I mean, if you look back at the last few years with Volition and Saints Row, it's been a kind of rough time. Agents of Mayhem was very, very bad, right. unfortunately. Yeah. And then Volition underwent some layoffs and everything. There was a fair amount of trim royal. They got picked up by Deep Silver. And now they're here rebooting Saints Row. And so it's kind of like, can this be a return to form for the series? Because I definitely see a opportunity for them because i mean as everybody loves to joke the game that we grew up with gta 5 mm. it's still here it's not going <laughs> away we don't know when we're getting gta 6 it might not be till 20 freaking 2024 right <laughs> so people are hungry for that kind of single player solo sandbox experience and meanwhile rockstar has shown every indication to be like no gta online duh makes so much money mm -hmm. yeah. so volition if they do it right depends on the execution they can come in and definitely fill a gap that has been left yeah that's true rockstar is not in any hurry right now at the very <laughs> why least. would they be come on <laughs> absolutely yeah they have every reason not to be yeah <laughs> there have been a lot of open world games that i've played in recent years but not in like an urban criminal setting Right, so it's stuff like oh, wow. Assassin's Creed and your Far Cries, and this gave me a little bit of Crackdown vibes too. Like sure. some kind of like you know uh, super powered superhero. I mean, oh. it's not superhero stuff, but it's like these big weapons that are kind of fantasy things. 
It's just, it's interesting. Oh, we're already on Far Cry. I don't know if this is our cue to talk about Far Cry. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that, well, now we're back on it. Uh, I was going to point this out. The setting is all in a, like, you know, southwest region. So they, they show, like, this is outside. They show dinosaurs, which are outside of L.A. They show a kind of a Death Valley area. And they show, like, high desert that's supposed to look like Arizona between, like, New Las Vegas and Phoenix, kind of. And I think that means there'll be, like, some pretty... P- good potential for environments like mm-hmm. like Grand Canyon, Hoover Dam, like things like that, which that's what excites me about an open world game is when you get out of the urban parts and like, you know, I, I'm not a huge GTA fan, but I really like it when you're like out in the mountains and there's like, you know, a mission about Bigfoot and stuff like that. Like those are my favorite parts of the GTA. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that in exploration wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, GTA five was based in California basically. And mm-hmm. so it's a similar vibe. And I wish that they would go for a somewhat different setting. Like yeah. give me some snow. I've been saying for years, make GTA Fargo. Hello. <laughs> well, that is smart. Big open Midwestern vibes with creepy yeah. cornfields and aliens. Oh, I love it. <laughs> now what GTA five started in snow and there is an alien in the ice so they can just expand on that yeah, like, yeah. they set the formula yeah. <laughs> yeah true one cool thing about the environment too is that um mccaffrey alludes to this in his preview but you should be able to build like around your properties and then um mm. you know he he made reference to uh the characters and each of them seem to have like different specialties different abilities so i'm really interested in how that plays out and if you can actually kind of invest more in one territory over another it's kind of unclear right now but it seems like there's good potential there for some extra world building that you have your own hand in yeah I don't know. So like, the first two Saints Row games have their fans, but they're much closer to GTA clones. Um, and then the Saints Row the third is where the series really came into its own and felt like it was something unique and special. And GTA kind of bounces back and forth between seriousness and silliness. And Saints Row the third was just, we're just going to go all in on the silliness. And that really worked for it. And then Saints Row 4 was supposed to be an expansion of 3, but they tried to just build it out into its own thing, and it felt like a copy-and-paste thing. It was too similar, even though you had superpowers now. It was the exact same character creator, the exact same uh, same map and everything. So Mm -hmm. it was a little bit too much. And then there was the Get Out of Hell expansion. They're trying to squeeze even more out of Saints Row the third. And then they did the Agents of Mayhem expansion, which nobody was asking for. It was just Mm -hmm. kind of like, and as Kat mentioned, didn't work at all. So I don't know. Now the rebooting is like, Okay, maybe. Maybe it'll work. I hope so. I just, I don't know. Did, should this be called Saints Row? Does it feel like, what is it's there called? something Saints that's Row? connected? <laughs> if it's is, like, is there something connecting it besides the Easter eggs you mentioned? Like, I don't well, know the series, so I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, it's this. going to have uh, similar features that were in the previous games, like the insurance fraud and everything yeah. like yeah. that. So. Got it. Okay. It's like, key stuff is definitely mm-hmm. coming back. It's mm-hmm. just kind of rolling back the time so that they're not in space and there's a president yeah. of Earth and all that. Yeah, I remember yeah. the president theme. Very strange. <laughs> If it's a group of low-ranking criminals who are more like Robin Hood types, likable, lovable criminals who are a a gang and they're working their way up the the ranks of, you know, the criminal organizations in the city, that's kind of what Saints Row is. Did you see John Wick was an influence? In this one? Yeah, that's what uh, they told Ryan McCaffrey in his preview. Well, John Wick is an influence on a lot of games. (laughs) (laughs) These days, there are a lot of John Wick likes out there. Uh, This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. 
And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, okay, I see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge up on the prompter here, so let's talk about that. <laughs> That's how it works. I, I've, I've mentioned many times on GameScoop that I'm excited for this game. Cap, mm. I think this one stood out to you as well? In the year 1989, a very young Cap Bailey used to go to an arcade called Grand Slam near my house, and I discovered this wonderful Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-up, and it was delightful still holds a special place in my heart and this game definitely has its own vibe it does not quite look like those old konami beat-em-ups sure. from days gone by it has a little bit of that river city girls vibe to it and I, honestly i'm into it you can see a lot of different references to classic 1980s tmnt in here but i love that they include april o'neill she kind of reminds me of ramona flowers from scott pilgrim especially sure, when she sure. is spinning with the microphone and everything it's great um, when I was very, very young, I always had to be April when we were playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so my time has come. Yeah. Well, it fits the journalist trip, too. <laughs> no, exactly. Mic drop. <laughs> I love Perfect. the look of this, look of this game. Um, but Sam, sometimes you're a little bit... You're not. You're you're a little bit harsh on the brawlers. Look, brawlers have always filled a special place. They're beautiful mm-hmm. and boring. And I, you know, <laughs> I, like that's fine. Especially in in the late '80s, I had a very similar experience with Golden Axe and Team and Simpsons, and it was like it was all about watching that game from start to finish and being like, "Oh my gosh, this is the prettiest, coolest thing on a screen I could possibly imagine." Honestly, this gets there. Like this, I'm excited about how this game looks. I just love seeing. Uh, basically sprite animation simulated and pixel graphics. Sure. Like, oh, look at those monkeys. Like, I love them. <laughs> they look so cool. And I really like the scene, too, with all the animals. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, it's like, I don't, like, walking through it once with three friends. Sure. sure. Yeah, that's what I was That's saying. all you do, though. That's, that's the purpose of Brawlers, is that cooperative experience. Give yourself infinite lives or crank down the difficulty, and you just want to experience. Infinite pizzas, you mean. Infinite pizzas. Yeah. Saturday night, get a pizza, have some drinks. Yeah, pizza. Break pizza. out TMNT, you're having mm-hmm. a good night. Yeah, it's a that's good party game. That's how it is, yeah. For sure. 
It'd be nice if there was a layer like Castle Crashers had with leveling and, and, mm. and complexity. Are we sure that this one won't? Because I don't that's know. been the direction that brawlers. Have I'm been just going. looking at yeah. the overlay, and you're yeah. exactly right. And I think that, like, if we want to do an old school copy brawler, that's fine. But if, a, if we have a kind of a next gen twist on a brawler, that would get me excited. Infinite Pizza would be a really good name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I got to mention Terror of Hemosaurus. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. Hemosaurus, you think yeah. it is? Mm -hmm. that, this is the ultimate Damy game. And I wasn't even aware of it until just this game. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's a Rampage-like. Uh, Which I didn't know if that was a genre. Pixel art and animation. I know we don't have time to talk about it, but I, had, I, just, I couldn't let this segment go by without mentioning mm -hmm. it. It looks awesome. But they're, uh, okay, they're pulling it up. And I guess I'm going to wrap us up out of this one. So <laughs> we have to take a very quick break. But coming up, we've got lots more Game Scoop. Two more segments of GameScoop, plus even more footage and exclusive breakdowns of some of the biggest games of Gamescom. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to GameScoop, coming to you live from Gamescom 2021. Damon Hadfield here with Tina Amini, Sam Claiborne, and Kat Bailey. Remember, if you want to learn more about our sustainability project, Gamescom Forest, revel in some Gamescom memories, or catch up on anything you may have missed, head on over to now.gamescom.global or follow Gamescom on social media. Let's jump back into the gaming goodness, shall we? Another game that was making waves at Gamecom, Gamescom this year is V, which I think is a Pokemon-like from... Uh, Who knows? <laughs> it's a many no. games-like. It's a free-to-play MMO by the developers of Black Desert Online. Black Desert Online. Pearl Abyss. Um, and it's, I, I think people are really, really impressed with the visuals here, which was also the Little case with Black Desert Little doll children. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what to make of it? Definitely, <laughs> it definitely looks very impressive. If you're listening to this uh, in podcast form, you should definitely check out the trailer. It's called Dokev. It's spelled D-O-K-E-V, pronounced Dokev. But yeah, it's like it's like got a very cool living sort of cartoon look to it. Yeah, and technically it was already revealed. I think this is probably the first time a lot of people have been introduced to it at O&L. Uh, so it was a bit of a an outlier in terms of a lot of the other like you know big AAA titles, and then you get this cute thing. And I saw a lot of people reacting to it. Yeah. Um, so it seems like it's really catching an audience really quickly. Uh, and you know we had um, a developer walk through uh, around this game where they were speaking to how they wanted to create an experience that would be kind of family friendly, but also evocative of reality in the sense of like you know most games want to have realism. Uh, the, the, the quote in particular is they didn't want it to feel like a virtual world. They wanted it to feel like a reality. Hmm. So not introducing those elements, but actually kind of trying to mimic it in almost a sim way. Um, which, you know, it, it establishes that in some territories. And it feels like, you know, there's, there's like a Monster Hunter vibe, a Pokemon vibe, even an Animal Crossing vibe. Like there's just a lot going on here. Um, so it does seem like this fully realized world, like you can customize yeah, the, the just environment and, and kind of decorate it. You can uh, go jet skiing. You can kind of like hang glide with an umbrella for whatever reason. So maybe that's got a bit of a Breath of the Wild vibe to it too. Uh, just a ton going on in this yeah. game. Mm -hmm. Great vibe. I will say that based on the track record of Black Desert Online, I would be a little worried about grinding mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that was a game that was known for being pay for convenience where you would be paying to be able to level yourself up and everything. Love the vibe, love the graphics. Um, it's kind of like Big Hero 6 meets K-pop, which mm -hmm. is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and it's enough to, make, to at least make me want to give it a shot. It's not generic. It's not kind of the generic fantasy that mm -hmm. Black Desert Online was. Apologies to Black Desert Online fans. But <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But dang, like it really, I can see why it really was making waves on social media because especially the environments, like I love mm -hmm. the vistas. Yeah, yeah. sometimes they pull out and just show like this 
huge valley with a sprawling town mm -hmm. and mountains behind yeah, it. It's like, that's... Yeah, that you're grappling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the game looks really cool, and it, it's impressive that uh, Pearl Abyss can uh, Im impress again with, with uh, their visuals in a completely different style from mm -hmm. Black Desert Online. Yeah, it just really stood out as like incredibly unique uh, oh, yeah. alongside the rest of the lineup. <laughs> Tiny cars. <laughs> Um, okay, another big announcement from Gamescom this year was Midnight Suns, the long-rumored um, Marvel XCOM game from Firaxis. And this is a game, they're, not, they're being a little cagey on what the actual gameplay is like, but you know, it's, it, we know it's going to be a tactical strategy game where you've got a roster of Marvel heroes like Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Iron Man is in there. It's, I think it's like 12 uh, characters total. And then you, the player character, are an, a completely new Marvel hero created just for this game called The Hunter. I believe, um, that you get to customize. And you'll be going out on missions, tactical missions. Obviously, I don't think anyone's expecting this to have permadeath, but you know, <laughs> XCOM-like uh, tactical gameplay, and then you come back to your base where there's gonna be some sort of a, like a relationship mechanic where you can choose which heroes you wanna talk to and form relationships with. I don't think it's gonna get particularly romantic. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very good friends, I think was the, the quote. Best friends. Yeah. Very, very close. Was yeah. The, yeah. Um, so, Kat, I think you had, you had some thoughts on, on Midnight yeah. Suns. I mean, I loved XCOM. I love XCOM and XCOM 2, and I think Firaxis is an incredible developer. The most recent XCOM was kind of like middle of the road, so we'll see. This is a very different vibe from your traditional XCOM game, because XCOM is basically like survival horror, right? You're playing all these soldiers, these terrifying aliens, you're like, what's going on? Here you're playing as superheroes. You're playing as Doctor Strange. You're playing as Iron Man. The Hunter themselves are superpowered. They have light side powers and dark side powers. So it completely flips the script. You're the super powerful one. You're beating mobs of enemies. They're going to have kind of a similar structure to your typical XCOM game, but with the destructible environments and everything. But it's going to be very different. It won't have permadeath. Can't kill off Captain America forever. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting to see what the gameplay looks like when it finally gets fully revealed. Yeah. And they did specify, like, you know, it's a tactical RPG. So there's the, you know, the, the fact that you can get close to, to some of your other super-powered friends kind of impacts the gameplay. They didn't go into specifics of exactly what that would look like. I love that it's basically like Persona. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you go back to your base. And you can be like, I'm going to go hang out with Wolverine. We're going to watch TV. Oh, no, Wolverine doesn't want to watch TV. What does Wolverine <laughs> want to do? That <laughs> And depending on that, it builds up the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if it gets to the maximum level, you unlock a new costume, which mm -hmm. has super, like, a final ability that will be battlefield changing. So I'm like, oh, so they're just going full on relationship mechanics, but you're not dating. Yeah. yeah. No love scenes. Maybe in the sequel. <laughs> Sam, what's your read on this? You, you famously have said uh, something along the lines of nothing, nothing is uh, more fun in turn-based. Or turn-based is never more fun than real-time action. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, I have never played an XCOM game except for the, the Mario vs. Rabbids stuff. So I can't really speak to the gameplay, and I will try it. Um, I, I, I don't like how the Marvel characters look in this game. Mm. I think they look... I mean, I'm so, I'm so used to MCU now that that threw me off in problem. Avengers also. And um, I, it needs to be a comic book style or just use the, the actor's likenesses. That's where I'm at at this point. And then uh, there's some additional layers to this where I think like Wolverine looks like 
so like beefy and ridiculous. And so I, I, for some reason, that really bothers me. It's, well, and I don't know what it is. I just like don't like the art toy style. toy figurines instead of the mm -hmm. comic book Yeah, style, they are like, like that. What If, for it's instance. A, it's a problem. I love What If. Yeah. I love how that looks. And I love how it plays on the likenesses of the uh, the actors and it does its own thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want. I know people love Marvel for all of its different art styles. So I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. This one does not do it for me. <laughs> If anything, they're really leaning into the comics because they have some mm -hmm. deep cuts. They're bringing back Blade, who I know is getting a movie and everything, but mm -hmm. they got Robbie Reyes, his ghostwriter, who drives a car, like a muscle car and everything. And also, uh, Doctor Strange kind of looks like their comic book form. And then, like, Midnight Suns itself is a storyline from, like, 1992. Yeah, I was going to ask about Supernatural that. characters. And they're like, so why Midnight Suns? And they're like, Jake Solomon was like, oh, I really liked that story when I was growing up. <laughs> and it. Marvel gave us carte blanche to do whatever we wanted. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I'm like, they're really leaning into the comic book vibe. Yeah. That's okay. But also slightly making it kind of their own universe, too. Yeah. Like, they took some creative liberties, as far as I understand. Definitely, yeah. 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 It's actually, the title has changed. It's... The game is Sons S-U-N-S, and the comic story was Sons S-O-N-S. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. made that change. Maybe they just made a mistake in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Ship it, it's fine. Is it too, oh, too late to change it. Okay, okay, midnight. If, if you make that mistake in motion graphics, you got to just go with it. Um, what, uh, uh, is Ghost Rider maybe at the center of a bunch of this? Because like, everybody's yeah. head is on fire. Yes. Uh, in the original comic story, Ghost Rider, multiple Ghost Riders were at the center of it. Oh, because Ghost the main villain is Lilith, and one of Lilith's minions is a main Ghost Rider villain. Okay. Mm. So, I, yes, I did read the summary of Midnight cool. Suns before the show. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nicely job. <laughs> uh, we also did get an update on Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Mm -hmm. uh, still don't have a release date. Even though that game has been delayed multiple times. Yeah, it was planned for 2019 fall. I think, yeah, I think it's, now we're spring 2022. It's made the circuit several E3s and Gamescoms for years now. Um, but now they're, we have a window, spring 2022. Uh, it's looking great. Oh, yeah. yeah. People love the LEGO games. I love uh, LEGO Star Wars in particular. I love LEGO Force Awakens. Interesting to, to see how they'll be handling nine movies in one game. Yeah, well, you know, nine levels, that makes sense. I mean, right? sure, yeah. <laughs> Very low. Yeah. I love how the uh, the scalability of the look of minifigs is, like, not that great. So, like, every Lego is going to look like a Lego. But, like, the backgrounds and the, and the environments and everything like, that looks so great. cool. Yeah. And they look now next-gen, which is funny. Yeah. Right, yeah. Part. The juxtaposition of, like, the amazing vistas and backgrounds and then these, like, cute little blocky Lego characters. Exactly. It just it fits so well. I was there when it came out on the PS2 long ago, and... It saved the prequels in my mind. And the reason it well, saved the prequels was because they fun. were miming them out and didn't mm -hmm. take it too seriously. And it was mm -hmm. hilarious. And it had so many weird characters in there, all of whom had their own abilities. I could be playing as, you know, Django, Bed, who I usually did. And they, it was great. And I wish they didn't bring the voices. Why do they have to have voices? Oh. Just have them mime out the stories. Because right. you're not going to make Rise of Skywalker better with voices. Come on. <laughs> Well, we'll see if it can work its same magic on the sequel trilogy. All right, it is time for one more very quick break. But we promise, I promise, I promise you so much that we're going to be right back after this. Just trust me, we'll be right back. There's more Gamescoop after this. Welcome back to this very special Gamescom 2021 edition of Gamescoop. Damon here with Tina, Sam, and Kat. Let's jump back into things for our final discussion for the reveals continue to roll out on Gamescom 2021. It is time, everybody, to take a look at the release calendar. Uh, after, uh, in, in the wake of, of another Gamescom, lots of new release dates uh, popped up. So let's see, let's see what we can look forward to playing over the next year. 
or so. Um, the next one that's coming up is WarioWare Get It Together on September 10th. And that was a game that was just released at E3, and I, I, I feel like it's been a little bit quiet since then. But like, mm. you like, you like what the WarioWare I'm obsessed with WarioWare. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I play every WarioWare, and I think it's a very exciting thing to have happened. Uh, that's coming in September, mm-hmm. which means that that and Metroid are basically the things I'm going to play on Switch from Nintendo this fall. I'm not really into yeah. Pokemon, so... Yeah, they're see just, what happens. They're just about uh, a month apart. Um, so then, we, also in September, we got Deathloop, which uh, we have a, pr- a recent preview up on IGN right now. Also from Ryan McCaffrey. Yeah, guys, he's, he's a very, a busy very man. busy man. Uh, and it's, it's a, he has positive impressions of the game so far. So I hope that turns out well. I really like Arcane games. Mm-hmm. Super anticipating this one. It's yeah. so clever. Arcane is really, really good. Love the vibe. Yeah. Going back mm-hmm. with the '60s Hitchcock look with these games. Not something you see every day in games. Can't wait. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I, I'm like, you know, there's so much to look forward to the rest of the year. And then, of course, 2022 and a few uh, games that we don't have release titles for. But honestly, I'm just like September 2021. I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to, to just focus right in front of me. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got the PlayStation exclusive Kena Bridge of Spirits on September 21st. I'm into it. Which I'm, I'm always reminded that it's one of the uh, PlayStation exclusives coming up. By, I, I, I haven't done the research to actually know much about the game. Could so. be one of the breakout so, right. hits. Yeah, this fall. I think so. Yeah, because I mean it's gorgeous, very very pretty. And yeah, it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, so, I so I kind of retract my little bit about like, well, you know, it's, they only got Death Stranding. <laughs> well, if this ends up being as good as it looks, this could be a, a really surprise hit. I hope it's good. But speaking of Death Stranding, that's on September twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Sam, you gonna play it again? I would like to play what they add. So if my save holds and I can like hop in there and mess with the jetpacks and the new cars and, and that kind of stuff, that'd be good. But I do want to play those new missions because they look like Metal Gear inspired yeah. missions. And I'm really into that. Yeah, they're interesting. I, I only played a few hours of that uh, release, so I should probably give it another chance uh, on PS5. Lost Judgment is out the same day, though. And I yeah. really like Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, Kat, I know you're a big fan of just Yakuza <laughs> in general. I actually prefer the turn-based vibe, and I like being with the gangsters and everything. Judgment definitely is a great change of scene, and I like that they're really expanding the formula. But, Damon, you're forgetting the game of the year that's coming out in September, Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise. Xbox Series XS. I did forget about that, indeed. I don't even know what that is. It's a gorgeous JRPG. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the first time since, like, 2016 that we've seen a new Tales of game. And it, I mean, everything kind of has a little bit of that Genshin Impact, Breath of the Wild Mm -hmm. vibe. This one does, too. So, actually, in all seriousness, keep an eye on it. It looks really good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, getting into October, Far Cry 6 is coming on October 7th. Uh, and that's the game I'm definitely going to play. But I, I don't, there's like not a lot to talk about that one. Like, uh, there's another story trailer re- released for it over Gamescom. And it's just like, we're, that game was supposed to be out in February. And we kind of know what Far Cry is. So I think you're either on board or not at this point. Also, uh, but the day after that is Metroid Dread, mm-hmm. the aforementioned Metroid Dread, which yeah. maybe we'll play that on a, on a Switch with a better screen too, which would be kind of fun. I have it on pre-order. You got a pre-order? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Those are hard to nail down. I am such a mark. (laughs) It's like prettier screen, want, OLED, but in all seriousness, Metroid Dread looks pretty good. And I think that it's it's the end of a saga. We'll see, like, what is the final fate of the Metroids? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, And then uh, Back for Blood is also in October, October 12th. Tina, I know you've been excited for this one. Very much so. And, um, you know, Mitchell previewed it for us fairly recently and and came away feeling really positive about it because, you know, there's 
we had this moment where there was going to be a Left 4 Dead like with Evolve and it didn't quite take off. Um, you know, I enjoyed playing it at the time, but it didn't have the kind of community to uphold that same kind of experience. But Mitchell seemed to say great things about this one. So high hopes. Here's hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battlefield 2042 is out October 22nd. I'm not going to play that. I'm going to play the hell You're going to play that? Game. Okay, well, I'm glad. I hope, Biggest I hope question mark of the year, though, because Battlefield 5 was not very well received by fans, so this is kind yeah. of a, like, can this be mm-hmm. a bounce back mm-hmm. for the series? It's, I mean, now it's Battlefield's turn to not have a campaign, I guess. <laughs> Call of Duty has experimented with that in the past. Campaigns are overrated in these kinds of shooters. I Come so. on. <laughs> I guess so. Um, Mario Party Superstar is October 29th. Sam, you reviewed the last one. I did review the last yeah. one, but, I, you know, they've, they've always not had enough content for me, and this one looks like it might change that, so we'll see. Yeah. We're going to burn through these. We're running out of time. There's uh, more, more games to talk about than I thought. Forza Horizon 5, Xbox exclusives on November 9th. Uh, going back a couple days, Call of Duty Vanguard is November 5th. That one does have a campaign this time. I actually think it looks kind of cool. Elder Scrolls 25th Anniversary Edition is November 11th. Uh, Grand Theft Auto with fishing added. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto 5 for PS5 and Series X is out the same day, November 11th. Dying Light 2 is December 7th. I think some people are excited for that one, apparently. Halo Infinite, of course, is December 8th. Then getting into 2022, Elden Ring, highly anticipated. Uh, Elden Ring is finally coming January 21st. 2022 mm-hmm. seeing a little bit of that here um in january early early 22 is just stacked pokemon legends is it arceus 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 is how it's pronounced. or arceus nobody knows nope. <laughs> it's back and forth just let's punctuate the end of the year and go into like you're already starting into 2022 2022 these first three months look amazing. i know i know yeah. it's insane it's february is really the month yeah. that's when horizon forbidden west is uh february 18th 25th of Saints Row, the reboot. March is going to be Marvel's Midnight Suns sometime in March. Doesn't have an exact date yet. Then you got Stalker 2 on April 28th, and I think Kat has a hot take. I do have a hot take. I think it's going to be the biggest game of 2022 outside of, like, Starfield. It's going to be Witcher big. It's just everything is falling into place. It is gorgeous. It's a shooter. It has a really good, interesting vibe. We've seen in the past the series that have cult hits fan bases on PC moving over to console, becoming yeah. like a like day-and-day console kind of situation, right? Yeah. We saw that with Witcher. I think this is going to be right. it for Stalker. All right, we shall see. And then, of course, Starfield, late uh, 2022, November 11th. And that about does it for this very special Gamescom edition of GameScoop. One quick note before we go. Scoop Nation, I have to let you... No, this is, this is it for me. I'm going to be going on paternity leave practically right after we tape this. My wife and I are expecting our second child any day now. And what you're seeing on the screen here is an enactment of what could have happened this week. Uh, I might, at any moment, I might have gotten the call and had to rush off set. So I want to definitely... <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when, you, when it's go time. Definitely want to thank Baby Hatfield number 2 for waiting and let me fin- letting me finish up all my Gamecom taping. Uh, can't wait to meet you, though. Uh, so I'm I'm going to be out for uh, most of September, but fear not. Uh, I mean, I leave you in the very capable hands of Tina, who will be hosting Game Scoop while I'm away. So, uh, everybody, have a great uh, September. Play some really fun games. We'll have lots to talk about when I come back. Yeah.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.